0: welcome this is the change creator podcast Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Change Creator Podcast show. Uh, if you missed last week's episode, it was with the one and only Perry Marshall. He's like one of the kings of marketing, and he wrote the book on the 80-20 rule, literally. Uh, and we had a really great conversation on a lot of key topics in the marketing space. So if you missed it, circle back, check that out. Today, we're gonna be talking to uh, somebody by the name of Ethan Butte, and he's with this company called Bomb, and they're all about rehumanizing your business, and they use the power of video, I mean, these guys have done over twelve thousand videos themselves, and they do have a uh, Amazon number one bestseller book in the uh, under the business and sales category, and it's called "Rehumanize Your Business." <laughs> so we're going to dive into a lot of the techniques and strategies on you know building trust, cr- creating a human connection with people in today's crazy you know digital world. So this is a really valuable uh, discussion, and we're excited to tap into that with Ethan. So stick around and check that out. Um, Captivate 3.0 is moving along for those of uh, for those of you that are following uh, the updates. Um, we have a lot of really interesting developments and the first iteration of the platform has been released to our current uh, members and the doors will open again soon. We're hoping by the end of September or so, we'll be ready to open the doors again. So keep an eye out. And right now on changecreator.com, on the homepage, you'll find uh, a place to click into Captivate and you can get on the waiting list if you're interested to make sure you're one of the first people to know when we open up the new program with all the the updates and everything else, exciting stuff. Um- And so that's a big focus for us now. And I think I'm just gonna close it out there guys. Don't, don't forget to leave us reviews on iTunes and all the other great platforms. We're on Spotify now and stuff like that. So I really appreciate all your support. Join us on Facebook. This is a main area where we do a lot lot of our updates. We have our Facebook page and the Facebook group for those of you who are really interested in kind of stepping up your marketing and connecting with some of these like-minded social impact entrepreneurs. Um, And that's it guys, let's dive into this conversation with ethan and see what he has to say about rehumanizing your business okay show me the heat I know you're hey ethan welcome to the change creator podcast show how you doing today
1: buddy i'm doing awesome i really appreciate the invite and i'm excited for what you're doing
0: yeah it looks like you guys are doing some cool stuff man so i am excited to hear more about it and see what uh kind of nuggets we can get from you on the uh, sales and marketing side of things so um just to tee, tee up everybody that's listening right now um tell us you know what what's the latest and greatest in your world today what's going on
1: Um I'm with a software company called BombBomb and our whole goal is to get people face to face with more people more often and so for me I recently had a uh, a title change that captures you know I've been I've been with the team 8 years full time yeah and I've I've had the same title most of the time, which is something like VP of Marketing. Yeah, but the job has never been the same from year to year. When I started, we had about two hundred or three hundred customers, and now we've got about forty-five thousand, and so wow. it's you know been a dramatic change. And so uh, the the most recent change for me was a, a title change to Chief Evangelist, which for folks who aren't familiar is a somewhat common, although not particularly common title, especially in the software world. And it's this idea that, you know, you have a problem to solve, not just a product to sell, but you know, if you're truly innovating in what you're doing as an organization, as a company and as an individual, someone needs to be out on the front kind of cheerleading it, uh, raising up awareness of the problem and the good news that there's a solution. And so, I've been a little bit more uh, out front related to the issues that we have today with our faceless digital communication, which I assume we'll get into. So that's been fun for me. It's a little bit less operations oriented um, and it involves a lot of relationship building, which is always, of course, a pleasure.
0: Yeah yeah no and that's more important than ever today. I mean, relationship building is always important, but you know, as we get more digital, um I think there's a disconnect and we're kind of filling that gap. So it sounds like you guys are trying to address that with your video solutions, yeah. Absolutely. So tell me a little bit about um, you know, I guess what, how how is your how are these videos? Like tell us a little bit about the product that you do have because I'm curious on Um, not just the product itself, but like what it's doing for people. Like what is
1: that need to, how are you addressing the relationship factor? yes thank you for asking it's um it's the whole reason we exist and we can get into the mission behind the company if we want to but uh from a product standpoint and what it looks like and feels like to the customer who doesn't necessarily go behind the curtain to understand what we're deeply about uh we want to rehumanize your communication you know the pendulum has swung too far toward faceless digital communication every single day someone who's listening to this podcast including you, I guess, is is entrusting some of your most important and therefore most valuable messages to a form of communication that doesn't build trust and rapport. It doesn't differentiate you and it doesn't communicate nearly as well as if you look someone in the eye and and just spoke to him or her, right? And so... You know, when a lot of people hear video in a sales or marketing context, they think light, scripts, editing, production, and all of that. And that's yeah. cool. Like if you and your team are doing that, keep doing it. It can be really useful. We're all about this casual unscripted, simpler style of webcam and smartphone video that is not meant to replace you know, that killer video on your homepage that you paid $3,000 for and is gorgeous and makes you look like a million dollars. This is about replacing two paragraphs of typed out text so that you can express your enthusiasm or your sincerity or your gratitude or your concern or your education or you know whatever it is that you want to communicate. You're going to do so much better if you're more yourself, more often. And the upside is people feel like they know you before they meet you. They understand your messages more clearly. They have this emotional attachment and psychological proximity to you and your team members, even in the absence of a physical proximity, which is a super interesting dynamic. And it's very, very powerful. And it's so ultimately, it's more effective day to day than than relying exclusively on plain typed out text. But it's also a more satisfying way to work.
0: Yeah. So, I guess, what does this mean for people and their their sales process?
1: Uh, it means that you can get face to face earlier and more often in the process. You know, so many organizations are working. You know, obviously regionally. Where it's difficult to, you know, get together in person with some of the most important stakeholders in your success and your prospects and your customers and all these other people, uh, but of course, if you're working nationally or internationally, it's it's basically impossible, uh, and it's impossible to do on a on a consistent basis is to spend that quality time face to face, and so um, this opportunity to do an initial introduction to to respond to an inquiry, right? So many of us get these questions and, and I'll, I'll give a specific video tip here. And again, by the way, I'm talking about just hitting record on your webcam or smartphone. Yeah. With us, we do it in a variety of instances in Gmail and Outlook and Salesforce, in our own web app in our mobile apps, et cetera. But no matter where you're doing it, it's just hitting record and talking to people. And so, again, an initial introduction or if someone reaches out to you with a question, you can uh, just hit reply and talk to people and answer their question very specifically. Or if it's a frequently asked question you can record the video once and you have it at hand so that when that comes up again, or if you want to build a, an onboarding sequence, right? If someone signs up for your product or your service and they, you want to answer the four most common questions you get from someone who does that, you can do it once with video and you can blend that with, you know, the typed out text and maybe links to other articles or support pieces if you want to. Uh, but what it allows you to do is lead with your very best sales asset, which is you ultimately when people say yes, They're saying yes, not just to the product or the service and the price point and the terms and the conditions and the mission that you might be on and and the values that you've expressed. They're saying yes to you as a person and the trust and rapport that you've built with that person, that you're not only competent to deliver whatever you've promised, but you also have this warmth that you're going to act in their best interest and really do it with integrity.
0: So, yeah, I mean, and that's great. And I, I like that uh, it makes a lot of sense. And I think more FaceTime is important. And I, I kind of want to tap a little bit into the, the customer experience, right? So, you know, we're going through these steps and you're, you're labeling this as rehumanizing the business. Um, you know, what does this mean for someone who's in the first couple years of their business? And if, if they were going to, they're setting up their sales narrative across their website and stuff, I mean, I'm curious on the experience that you have, maybe based on on your your background and stuff and the company that you guys are running, like, what is that customer experience like today that they should be keeping an eye out for?
1: Um, you know, in general, when i when I hear customer experience, I think you know the the feelings and stories that people are left with as they encounter you and your brand and your organization, the people on your team, et cetera. And so, What this allows people to do is have uh, a stronger attachment. So for us, when we were a much smaller company, uh, you know, we've, of course always used our own product, but not just to sell it, to to sell it, serve it, represent it, uh, to build relationships with people. And what what I've found, you know, again, in the path from two three hundred customers to tens of thousands, is that I have this core initial group of people who I know personally. And when I've met some of them in person, two specific things happen. One, a big warm hug like we're long lost friends. Yeah. And I'm not a big hugger. I'll hug people. I, I like, I like hugging people. I don't think there's enough physical contact in the world, but you know, I'm not a big hugger by nature, um, but I'll hug them like, and then we have to take a moment and establish have we actually ever met in person before? Because that feeling is often, um, easy to lose. And so, so what I'm saying is we built these friends and fans early on by being ourselves, right? It wasn't this, you know, you you put up a website these days, just from a, from an experience standpoint, you can put up a really smartly designed, good looking website that's relatively frictionless. It's well-written. Um, you know, you maybe use something like the story brand framework to get your message really clear and people can walk in and and they don't know if you're a 50 person shop or a 500 person shop or a 5,000 person shop and you can look like you are. And, And so Ultimately, behind that, no matter what size you are, this idea that people feel attached to Tim or Jennifer or Bill or Jeff or all of them, if they're all on the same team, that they've interacted with you in a much more real and personal way. This movement is so young that the act of communicating in this way from time to time, you don't send all your messages with videos, but when you pick your spots, again, congratulations you know, on your one-year anniversary with us. Thank you so much. I hope we've been of value to you. Thank you so much for your time on the phone today. I hope you uh, understand more clearly the opportunity. I want to address again some of the exciting things for you and some of the concerns that you had, right? These, When you pick your spots and you communicate more in this way, it's not just about understanding the information more effectively. It's now they have a personal attachment, an emotional investment a kind of that social reciprocity, right? Like these, 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 unspoken thoughts and feelings that turn into behaviors and commitments and make us more likely to recommend or to take the next step. Or, you know, even if it's just out of, you know, from a reciprocal standpoint, even if it's out of a feeling of obligation, I'm going to reply to that email more often, which is something we've seen statistically, as well as through survey data and anecdotes that people get more more replies to their emails yeah. when they ask people to reply in a video. Right. And so th- there are all these benefits, but I think the most important one is that people, uh, are, are more connected and they understand the information you're trying to convey more clearly.
0: Yeah, it is interesting. And, you know, putting that personal touch in there, we, we see a lot of value in it. And it's, and I think people, a a point of clarity too, for me, in our experience is that, People get really hung up on you know the numbers, like oh, so if I do these videos, am I going to go you know and get huge like you know viewership or go viral or you know whatever it might be? And that's not necessarily um, the goal here. The goal is to connect right with the right people who are really going to resonate with what you're saying. So you know, getting a few of the right people is more valuable than a lot of the wrong people, right?
1: A hundred percent. And I'll, I'll say a couple things there. One. If you're evaluating video and video solutions and things, you're going to see that promise. You're going to see some snake oil type stuff that's like, you know, we're going to double this. We're going to triple that. And to be fair, you know, when I did a survey, 15 percent of the people said they doubled or more than doubled their reply rate. Uh, 40% of people said they doubled or more than doubled their ability to stay in touch effectively. So you will get some of that stuff, but there are companies out there. They're like basically selling magic and there's, and it's interesting because we get the residual effect of that on our side where people come in with these just unrealistic expectations that this is going to solve all of their woes. I will tell you though, it's going to, again, it's more effective. You are going to get some better results, but it's also more satisfying in that you get to be who you are and you get to win on who you are you Are and specific, so I, so I just want to say that. Like, I want yeah. to caution people as they go out and read blog posts and headlines, there's clickbait stuff, there are over promises, etc. The other thing you said that's super important is this idea that it's about the first five people or ten people. I think of Seth Godin when I think about that. <laughs> um, and but it, but it ties to this bigger idea that that's much more uh, well established today than ever, which is that you're Current customers are your best source of your next customers, right? This idea that we can go out and buy Facebook ads or Google AdWords and you know uh, follow people around with retargeting ads, it's all, it's all good and it's, it, a lot of it is still relatively affordable and you can produce a profitable customer from those things, yeah. but your very best source of your next customer is your current customer. And the way they think and feel, and again, most importantly, talk about you, is the best thing that you can create for your sales and marketing team.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. And, and you know, like we, we have found, you know, that yes, the, you have Facebook marketing, you, you can always buy traffic, you can always pay for ads, you can always do those types of things, but you can't buy trust, right? So when you're putting out, you know, and using video and you're trying to build a more intimate and personalized relationship with the right audience, um, that's just something you can't buy. So if you're not set up, right you're not set up on your website or wherever on the digital environment you can go and get all the traffic in the world but you're not going to be converting people and getting people really to 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 trust you as a company and a person and all that stuff so i see a lot of people going out after all the tactics like i'm going to pay for this traffic on youtube ads or facebook and all this stuff but then they're not paying attention enough to the actual conversion of turning people into like action takers who trust you and become loyalists and advocates like you're talking about so there's a major gap uh there and a disconnect for people i think
1: absolutely because you know we're just looking for gosh um things haven't been as good the past couple of months i need to fix something and and the the quick fix is what, and this is true in fitness, it's true in diets, it's true in our lifestyles in general. It's just our, it's our natural tendency to say, what's the one thing I can do right now that's going to change everything? And... You know, the the answer, you know, you might find that, but it's so much less likely than making a couple good decisions today and a couple more good decisions tomorrow. But one thing I'll add just from my decade with the company, eight years full time and two years working with them part time prior to joining, is that I think one of the most fundamental keys to our success is that we've had approximately the same core values. And I say approximately because, you know, we've changed the way they're stated. It started as four um, sentences with supporting statements, then it turned into eight short phrases. And, you know, for the past five, six years, it's been five specific words, each with their own kind of supporting, you know, two, three lines. But we've been operating for the same purpose and from the same values from the beginning. And this. You know when it's a true thing, and it's not just an exercise you go through because someone told you you should do it, and you're and you're honest with yourself and your other team members and the closest stakeholders in the organization about why do we actually exist and what value do we provide in the world and how this is the how part, not just the why. Why is a very popular term lately, but how is is the real practical application of the why? You can sit and ponder and sit in the why forever, yeah. but the how is actually the filter for how are we going to turn this into action? So what does it look like? What does it feel like? What does it sound like? And, and when, it, when you do it, the exercise well, you, you wind up at this point of wholeness and integrity where the people involved are actually expressing the way they view the world through the work. And people can see that and feel that, especially when you do it in video, especially if there's some sincerity and some excitement uh, around what you're doing. Video captures all of that nonverbal and puts it forward. And so if you're not clear on what you're trying to do at a high level, um, not just from a strategy and positioning, um, and go-to-market standpoint. How are we going to package it? How are we going to price it and all of that? But like the real deep stuff, that's obviously where you get that persistence that you need to get through the ugly, hard times because yeah. we all go through them and they don't go away. <laughs> they just change. <laughs> we keep going through hard, ugly times, even though on the outside, it looks like we're this, you know, overnight success, overnight decade of <laughs> success. Um, anyway, I, I didn't mean to go off on that monologue, no, but if you good. haven't, if you haven't, spent the time to understand what you're really doing and why are we all showing up every day. I don't think you necessarily have a strong enough foundation to get through those, those, you know, those two tough months where I started, you know, three minutes ago on this topic.
0: <laughs> no, I think you're you're right on point with how we think about it as well, because a lot of times people are looking for that new shiny object to save them, and we see it a lot. And so, you know, if you don't have your foundation of the house built, um, it's going to continue to be a struggle, right? So you really, you know, it's funny because you hear it all the time, and I, I can read it uh, book after book, and, you know, we interviewed people like Seth Godin, and he'll tell you, it's like, if you haven't taken the time to seriously dig into which is becoming cliche like the why and all that stuff but hey it's it is a reality it is you have to understand your true intentions which inform your business decisions right and so if you have all that stuff really you know pinned down um i think you're right this is everything else starts to come into play and it makes the tough times a little easier to get through because you have a real a real mission and intention in what you're doing completely agree yeah so I just wanted to talk a little bit then, like... I want to I'm covering a little bit of this this customer experience and I I think because people we've noticed that we talk a lot we talk a lot with our audience and you know sales is always a struggle right we're not necessarily profitable yet and even the money we get it has to go back in the business like it's like when do I get paid right Um, and we are in the social impact space so we're trying to make a difference and the more we can be financially successful means the more impact we can have with the mission of the business so you know we we talked a little bit about having um, the, the audience warmed up by creating stronger relationships using you know, video in authentic ways. Um, and now I want to touch on email marketing and content marketing. Uh, I think this is an area that you have expertise in. And so if we're flowing the experience, you know, we want to continue the consistency of building those, those relationships. Um, Tell me a little bit about your experience in the email marketing and content marketing space, how that all translates as well. Sure,
1: absolutely. The first thing I'll say for people that don't have any background here and might feel like they're a little out of their depth or they read a book and they don't understand all the terms and phrases and all that. When I joined this company, I had no specific experience in email marketing in particular. Content made sense to me. I always liked to shoot photos yeah. uh, just personally. I was very comfortable with video because I came up in, in broadcast television and wrote and produced and edited spots and campaigns and stuff. And I've always been a big reader, not really a big writer, except in an academic setting. Um, But all those pieces worked well for me. And so what I'll say is if you're on the outside looking in, you're going to learn so much just by doing it. You're not going to do it perfectly well. But the key thing in both of these scenarios is just like in video, this is simply a way to reflect who you are and how you want to be of value and service to your customer, and so it all starts with the customer. What's in it for them? The thing, I, one thing I hear all the time, because you know, one thing you can do with our service is send a, an email or a video email to fifty people, or five hundred people, or five thousand people, or yeah. fifty thousand people, and it's like, you know, I, I only got a thirty-two percent open rate. What you know, wh- why didn't these other sixty-eight percent of the people um open it? Yeah. And and to that, I'll I'll speak to both sides of that. First, stop, stop worrying about what people don't do. This goes back to like the first five people focus on the people who did do something, right? Focus on the people who raised their hand with their real behavior In a trackable setting, whether that's by clicking through a Facebook ad or opening up an email or clicking your link in an email or playing a video in an email, you know, that's the benefit of this is that you can speak specifically to you can invest your time in the people who've shown with their real behavior that they're interested. The other thing I'll say, though, is that why didn't she why didn't he why didn't they uh, is is backward looking. If you think about before you ever write a word of a blog post or you or, you know, you've maybe done some keyword research and you know what you want to write about from a how can I generate some traffic from this post standpoint, it still needs to go through this filter, as does any email or video email or whatever is. What's in it for them? Why should they participate? Why would he open this email? Why would or why should she play this video? What's in it for them? So often our default, especially if we're not, um, if we don't spend a lot of time in these areas and on this type of work, we wanna just go say what we have to say and say it. Yeah. Instead of putting the other person first, your entire right to serve your mission with the revenue you generate through your customers is ex- it's exclusively a function of the value that you provide your customer. Yeah. The customer yes. always comes first. I know it feels like the mission is more important, but the mission can only be served if you're providing value to customers. And so if you can keep that in mind and think about what's in it for them, why would they click through this headline on LinkedIn or Twitter or Facebook or whatever to go read the whole piece? What's in it for them and how can I position it in their words, in their thoughts, et cetera? Yeah. Same thing with subject lines, email bodies and all of that.
0: Yeah, no, I think that, that, that I love that. And it makes sense. And you do have to think about what's in it for them and the results that they're getting. Why would they participate? Um, One thing I would call out just to um, just to kind of put it out there for people is that there is one mistake people make. And when you're always thinking about the customer um historically there has been mistakes made where you're constantly trying to adapt your marketing strategy to to meet the customer um you know which means that you start like drifting away from your values and your authenticity and you're constantly chasing them versus attracting the right customer for who your business really is and that's one thing just to be wary of because yes i think you have to think about like what's in it for them. And I always even say the first thing on your homepage, like that first tagline should be who this is for and what's the result they're getting, like if they work with you. So that has to be clear. And it is for us. remember who it's for though. Don't lose touch with it. And people get too uh, worried about like, well, we got to, we got to adapt to what's going on in the market and what, what these people are looking for and all these things. When sometimes that can lead them away from their, their true customer and who it really is. Maybe they're just not the right person sometimes. You know what I mean?
1: Yes. And one one to do there on a list is, you know, if you're not if let's say you are young and still growing, not fully as successful as you want to be, maybe even not even as successful as you want to be in this moment or at this stage. Talking to your real successful customers, if you're not doing that now, I strongly, strongly recommend it. This is where you break away from the imagination where even if you've written personas like, yeah. you know, my persona is Jenny and she works in this <laughs> role and she's 42 years old and she drives this kind of car and she worries about these kinds of things. You know, that's that's all good as a thought exercise, but the real money is in who is actually Who's has actually paid me for the last 18 months straight? Yeah. And can I talk to them? And are they getting, you know, is the reason they're renewing the reason I think they're renewing? Is the way they're using the product or service the way I thought they would be using the yeah. product or service? This is where you find that real, like, that real met need and, like, the yeah. product market fit. We went through a couple rounds of that, and it's it's just always so informative to talk to real people Um, and the challenge there is to filter. You got to recognize, you know, who's an outlier and where the real sweet spot is. But, you know, trying to be everything to everyone is a very common mistake early on (laughs) and being very clear about, you know, of the 200 customers I have right now, Who are the ones that are going to be with me two years from now? Who are the ones that have been with me for two years, and what's unique and different about those people?
0: Yeah, yeah, hundred percent agree. And those are conversations I think people should just keep having. You know, um, you never know how people may be using the product, why they love it, who they are, what their current situation is, and all that stuff. And. I think we've had over, you know, well over a hundred conversations with people and it's like an ongoing thing. Um, and one of the most interesting um, things for us early on was, you know, we were doing market research calls like you mentioned, and just kind of talking to people that were getting involved with our brand, learning about them, and just kind of having nice intro conversations. Then we got to a point where we had some other products and stuff and we were like, well, before we do anything digital, let's let's see if we can sell this um, over like a Zoom call with somebody right there on the spot, right? Like a phone call. And we did video calls. And that kind of research was super interesting because you know if you can actually get on the phone and sell somebody, you're gonna hear firsthand like their objections and all the stuff that they go through. It's a different dynamic when you try to sell versus like doing the actual market research. So we found these two camps, which is one, the market research, people that are buying, getting involved, learn about them and what makes them unique. And then two, um, when you get on the phone now, let's say you know your customers, now you're getting on the phone with them and you're trying to sell new people directly, you're going to get a whole new dynamic of information that informs your sales narrative.
1: Yeah. And, it, and it's all, you know, the more you learn from your current customers, the better questions you're going to ask your new yes, prospects and exactly. future customers.
0: Nailed it. Yeah, exactly. And it's funny because the more calls you have, you start really seeing what like where someone's mind is. Are they the right person for your your product? And and really what what kind of conversation you can almost predict the conversation a little bit because you're right. You get informed from it all. So it gets better and better as you keep doing doing it it's it's an interesting process that yeah we've had a lot of fun with for sure
1: (laughs) love it it's especially helpful when that that customer is someone that is doing something day in and day out that you don't do or haven't done yeah because they have specific not just a unique perspective and unique challenges that you might not understand the nuances of but they even use different language and things so the more you can kind of mirror people in their own language and with their own concerns and with better follow-up questions um you know, the more comfortable they're going to feel. And they, you know, that trust piece of they get me.
0: Yeah, exactly. she understands exactly. me that kind of thing yeah yeah you know I always tell I, I remember at the time it was maybe I don't know it was last year or something where we were my wife and I were watching that show The Voice and we were talking with some of the people in our program and stuff and <clears throat> we were talking about like you know how people resonate and all this stuff when you tell you know micro stories from your life that they can resonate with and when we were watching The Voice you hear these people they always do these like backgrounds before they come and they sing and they'll do like oh this person Grew up here. They went through all this in their life and all this stuff, and so next thing you know, these artists are like, "Oh my god, yeah, I got all these like fan mail and all this stuff." And people would reach out saying, "Oh my god, I can resonate with like that experience you had in your life. That's so me, and I love you, and you're amazing." And yeah, they like their singing, but what they really connected with was the relation, the 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 areas of their life that they resonated with. So to your point, those things are just phenomenal. Um, and so the more the better you get at that, you're gonna be attracting people that
1: really love what you do. Totally. And the best part about all of it is, you get to be yourself more often and win for who you are in the relationships and trust you build. It's like it's, yes. the, it's the, like it's like the super win, win, win. There's like this uh, wholeness <laughs> and integrity yeah. when you can be more yourself. And that's why, again, getting back to being clear about your values. Yes. You're going to attract more like people. And there's no better way to win than consistent with your own values. It's just it's such an amazing feeling.
0: Agreed. Agreed. And we always say it's, you know, pretending is exhausting. So be yourself. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Love it, because, and, and and be yourself because no one is more uniquely qualified. Exactly, that's a, it's a major point of differentiation. And when the markets are saturated, I um, I was reading something about from the guy who founded Costco, and he's like, I get all these suppliers, right? It could be a laundry detergent. Let's say a hundred suppliers of laundry detergent are pitching him, and they're trying to get their products sold through Costco. And he's like, so when it's really saturated, he's like, here's the thing what what differentiates what like who I choose to work with he goes it's the person that I trust and like the most so it's going to be the people that told the right stories that connected earned the trust and he really related to and resonated with that's going to
1: win because they're unique it's their own differentiation love it and people just another pro tip people like and trust you more when you ask them questions and you let them talk, you're going to learn a lot more. And people love to talk about themselves because we all ultimately want to be seen and heard. As human beings, that's our most fundamental need is do I belong, am I accepted? And so when you can let people talk about who they are and what their real concerns are you know even if it's the context of their work and the solution that you yeah. provide they like they like you more while you're learning everything you need to learn to serve them help them and to help the next person it's just it's 100%. it's fun yeah
0: 100 percent agreed i think that's a good note for us to end on here we're at the end of our time ethan so uh that was awesome really appreciate it let's give your um you know let people know give yourself a shout out and let people know where they can find and learn more about what you guys got going on
1: Sure. Again, my name is Ethan Butte. It's E-T-H-A-N-B-E-U-T-E. You can hit me up on LinkedIn. You can email me, ethan at bombomb.com. It's just the word bomb twice, B-O-M-B, B-O-M-B.com. Yep. Uh, of course, at the site, you can learn more. You can try it free for a couple of weeks. Uh, if you want to check out the book that we uh, mentioned, Rehumanize Your Business, that's just com slash book. And if you want to go deep on customer experience, I'm having those conversations every week at bomb.com slash podcast. Awesome. Ethan, thanks again. And we will stay in touch, man. Man, thank you. I appreciate it. You got it. That's all for this episode. Your next step is to join the Change Creator Revolution by downloading our interactive digital magazine app for premium content, exclusive interviews, and more ways to stay on top of your game. Available now on iTunes and Google Play or visit ChangeCreatorMag.com. We'll see you next time where money and meaning intersect right here at the Change Creator Podcast. Yeah.